Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every $20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at Armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. Hey everyone, Matt Beamer here. Thank you so much for tuning into this week here on In the Marbles. We have a lot to talk about. Our return to racing at Darlington and our first movie review. Let's get into it. Drivers, start your engines! Yes, hello. We are back to racing this week at Darlington. I'm so excited about that and so excited to see what will come from that. Hello again, everyone. I'm Matt Beamer alongside Preston Lude, who is back this week. How's it going, Preston? Going well. I'm glad to be back. Sorry that I was not here last week. If you didn't have bad luck, you wouldn't have any luck at all, it seems like. Yeah, that probably sounds about right, honestly. And I feel so bad for you. But again, I, a lot of people were asking me at the firehouse how you're doing and what your current situation is. You're still waiting on that stress test. Yes, I go this week, actually, to get it done. Well, best of luck to you. We're, again, we're all thinking about you at the firehouse. There, I know a lot of people have stepped up to take those swaps. Yes, yes, I really appreciate that, actually, by And the way. Um, just hoping that it all goes well for you. Hopefully. It's, it's weird being at home for, I don't know, it's been weeks now well how much are you saving on daycare though well i mean usually my mom is watching but that's kid, that's but more that's more time with your daughter right oh absolutely i get to hang out with her like all the time now which yeah. is great but I mean, yeah it's it's good it's just it's weird i don't know it's been like at least three or four weeks that i can think of it feels like sometimes i forget what day it is days kind of run together it should run together when you're on shift 
more yeah. so than what you're saying. Is, is it yeah, it's Tuesday? It's, no. Well, I think the only thing that's weird is like we like I've been talking about lately for the past couple of times now is with no sports in the world, it kind of seems like a lot of things are just stopped. So like it seems like your days are running together because you don't have anything to look forward to. And But now it's different now because this week we get to go back. NASCAR is coming back. Racing. I'm so excited about that. And it's going to be so much fun. Can't wait to get into it and see Darlington back. The only downside is, and I've said it several times on the show, track's two hours away and we can't go. Yeah, that's that's the one thing I'm I extended, really upset about. I extended something out on Twitter mm-hmm. saying, hey, they said nothing about tailgating. Who's with me? And no one was with me. Oh, uh, well. <laughs> not so one, sorry. Not <laughs> one person that's out awful. there said, yeah, I'm with you. Or, hey, that's a good idea. I think it could have been great exposure for In the Marbles. Hey, let's go out there and... Yeah, at well, least be in the vicinity of it. Well, you know what would really help is if we had a really big flag to put like in the back of your truck. So I should as when we get there, and we're driving around and just hey, wow, what in the marbles? Who are those guys? Maybe. Well, come on, it'd be good exposure. You, I mean, you can't it, be it, wrong. It would be great exposure. Maybe at the racetrack again. Well, they, Daytona was our best episode. Daytona Escapades was our best episode because I gave everybody shout outs. Yeah. But they didn't want to listen to it again after that. They just want to hear their name. Of course. Well, you, Which was a bummer. It, that's how it goes, though. That's how usually how it goes. I mean, some, maybe some of the people should Maybe still some of the people. I don't know who. And if you are one of those people who listen, let me oh, know. Yeah. Thank yeah. you and let me know. So I think on the agenda would be to get a flag eventually that says in the marbles on it. So next time we go camping. Well, I've paid, I've paid for everything, so you can pay for that. I'll look into it. Okay. I believe you. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think it'd be great exposure. You know, It will be. Especially tailgating. It'd be very nice. Now, now, remember how we were talking about the whole boom confetti thing? Yes. How cool would it be if we had confetti within the Marvels logos on every single one of them? Again, that's something you could do that. It's something you <laughs> it's could look into. That's, <laughs> that's a, a lot to you, go You on have to. fun. That's not the avenue I want to go down. Oh, but if yeah. you want to, by all means, feel free to, my friend. Now, I do want to say before we get into anything else, a big thank you to iRacing, though, for the last yeah. couple of weeks trying to get, you know bring something to the fans here, which is, I'm grateful for it, but it's time to go racing again. It's time to go racing again. It served its purpose and very popular. I think a lot of fans now will tune into Darlington. Absolutely. Who, if anything, just to watch something. Well, I did see, uh, so I've been scrolling through social media and I came across, I can't remember who I came across the other day, but somebody put out on Twitter, they said, NASCAR is going to be about the only live sport we get right now. I've never seen it, but I'm going to watch it. I think people are going to tune in. We've said this before on the show. This is NASCAR's time to strike the iron bars hot. Do it right. The only thing I did read from, and we'll get more into the news about that, is personnel. In fact, we're just going to go ahead and hit into the news. If you got nothing else for intro. I did read on Twitter that essential personnel are going to be at the track. Pit crews, drivers, etc. Spotters. Correct. But the commentators, Mike Joy, Jeff Gordon, are going to be in Charlotte. Oh, okay. Which kind of blew me away. I figured they would have somewhat essential. I, I thought they would be there too. It's not really news. It's just that that's what's going to happen. And I bet that was a decision not by Jeff Gordon and Mike Joy. No, not at all. I mean, I'm, I mean, that's okay. It means I guess it's at this point, it's whatever. You know, it is. Things happen. At least we're getting the racing that we want back. Let's just put it that way. Yep, it's been, we've, what we've wanted since March. Yes, it's been down too long. Too long. And then I got a piece of news here. Jimmy Johnson confirms that 2020 will be his last season in NASCAR. Looks forward to future in IndyCar racing and sports car racing. That's pretty big news. 
I kind of figured he still would. I mean, there was just rumors going around that 2021 would be his last season. But no, he's confirmed that 2020 okay. will be his last season. Going to IndyCar racing. Or looking to IndyCar racing. Maybe run a few races there. Maybe an Indy 500. But we'll see about that. And then the big news... The tracks have been announced that were on the chopping block for the races to let go of to make up for Charlotte and Darlington and the unfortunate names. Sonoma, which we kind of figured it would be. Yes. Chicagoland's the intermediate track, and Richmond is the short track. And I know you have something on Chicagoland. Yes. So something has been circulating, which was just, I mean, I just saw this recently, and it's now gaining traction. And Adam Stern tweeted out about it. I saw it on a couple other different sites as well. But the rumor is Chicagoland may be going away indefinitely. Away, away. Away, away. So what is going on is there was a picture that was leaked out there that talks of the whole development. They're going to redevelop the area, as in there's going to be a subdivision that's going in and a quote-unquote industrial complex as well. And the picture that was leaked out there that Adam Stern even tweeted out about has the track pretty much being cut in half diagonally almost. So we're talking subdivision in turns three and four. So I think it, we're just, I think this could be the end. But it's a big rumor. And to be fair, that anybody could have taken a satellite photo of that and then edit, right. and photoshopped exactly. it into where it's like Chicago Land's going away, away. We don't know that. The tweet, according to Adam Stern, it reads that the Joliet, <clears throat> which is Joliet, Illinois, where the track is located, the planning commissioning, the planning commission, excuse me, was to address a Chicagoland Speedway development during an April 16th meeting, but delayed it to July 16th due to this whole, you know, pandemic, pandemic coronavirus. Yeah. So a document purporting to show the development leaked onto Twitter yesterday, though NASCAR has not yet authenticated it and NASCAR has yet to comment on it. So it could be true. It if could NASCAR, be not true. We, we don't, don't know. We don't know yet. yet. We're going to wait for NASCAR to come out with that. But... A lot of people on Twitter are saying that this could be true, considering the fact that Chicagoland Speedway has cut most of their staffing. But a lot of people have cut their staffing because exactly. of this pandemic. Yeah, exactly. So we know that Chicagoland is not going to be in the picture for this year, which would be a little upsetting. I yeah, guess. I'd like Chicagoland very much. I mean, the whole mile and a half tracks, the cookie cutters, I can understand. But Chicagoland's kind of got like the uniqueness to it because the back straightaway is not. It's, it's, not, it's, it's just a little it's, curve. It's a little curve, right in there. which is. I kind of like that. It's pretty cool. So that's a big thing. We'll keep following up on that. I know everybody's probably going to see it at some point. NASCAR.com was talking about it, but we know that no comments whatsoever from NASCAR. So like you said, still kind of up in the air right now. We don't know. We'll see what comes in the future. Yep. That's going to be unfortunate. Now I'm going to ask you this. Is that good, bad, or expected as far as Sonoma, Chicago, Land, and Richmond? I mean, I kind of look at it this way. What tracks have two dates? Like does Kansas have two dates? Yes, Kansas has two dates on the schedule. Right, May 31st and October the 18th, which is in the playoffs. Right. We could have maybe cut one of May those 31st out. out. Because what I'm looking at from the schedule is Chicago has one race, and they cut mm-hmm. it out. Sonoma has one race, they cut it out. Richmond right. has two races. Okay, now that makes a little bit more sense. One in the playoffs, which I'm sure they're going to keep, and then another one that was supposed to be ran after Texas was supposed to be ran two weeks after two, three weeks after they said, no, we're not going racing. Now, to add to that, the reason I uh, I did see somewhere, the reason that they were talking that these tracks were brought up in question, at least the Sonoma and Chicagoland, was that we don't know per each individual state they get like their own way of reopening the state. Right. 
And I know that Illinois has been very slow on reopening, and so, so is California. Is, so is California. So in that sense, I can understand why they decided. Yeah, best to cut we'll, those off. We'll because take those out. It, but it doesn't sound like they're getting rid of Sonoma completely. It's going to be back in 2021. Right. Chicagoland, entire future in NASCAR. Seems like it's on the chopping it's, block at It's this up point. in question at this point yeah. with that leaked photo, which I'm going to still play cautiously. Closer to the chest you right can't now. Play, you, you can't believe everything you see online, especially from a reliable source like Adam Stern. He could have seen that and said, oh, I'm going to run with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we have no idea what's going on there. Right. That's all the new. I mean, that's I, I, I feel bad for Chicago. I wish it wasn't going to happen to them, but it looks like it is. And that's unfortunate. Maybe they'll do one, at least one more race next year. It takes a few years to develop. If it, it is confirmed, maybe we could run two more seasons from it. Maybe so. And but it's, it's already in iRacing, so it isn't like we have to clean it up. It's already preserved, at least in the virtual world. Right. Correct. So, in other news, Brad Moffitt in the truck series has been cleared to return by his doctors. He good. Just, that came out today. So, good for him. Remember, he broke his le- both his legs back in March when yep. NASCAR had postponed from Atlanta. Just and he convenient. did the same day, the same day that that you know the race was supposed to happen. I think it was on his uh, on a dirt bike was what it was. So good to see him coming back though. I mean that's good. He doesn't have to miss any races because of this whole thing. Which he you know he Brett said Brett Moffat got lucky. Yeah, he said if it wouldn't have been for the pandemic, unfortunately, championships know, hopes gone. Yeah, exactly. So good for him. But uh, other than that, I don't really have a whole lot other than you know we'll break it down. Here soon. We're going back to Darlington yep, this weekend. We might as well just get right into that. Green, green, green. It's been so long since I hit that button to talk right. about an upcoming NASCAR race, and I'm so happy about it. So NASCAR coming back this Sunday at the Darlington Speedway, May the 17th, as well as May the 20th for the Cup Series, both of those dates, and in the Xfinity on May 19th. And it will be the first race in the springtime since 2004. Mm, I can't. I'm. I miss those spring races at Darlington. Honestly. They were 400 miles. Yes. So we have the breakdown of how it's going to look. All right. Let's break it down. May 17th, 293 laps. So we're talking stages at 90, lap 90, lap 185, and then you know, of course, the final stage and run until lap 293 for the Xfinity Series on the 19th. They're racing 147 laps, which is per usual for them, anyways. So the first stage will be 45 laps. The second one will run to lap 90, and then you'll have your finish all the way to lap 147. And then the Cup Series on the 20th of May, 228 laps. So this one will be a little bit shorter. And we have stage one ending at lap 60, then lap 125, and then they'll, you know, they'll run to the scheduled distance of 228 laps. Yeah, we're going to get a little bit shorter distances, but, I mean, that's fine with me. We're talking Darlington running Sunday and then Wednesday. And then, of course... There's no practice. There's no qualifying. Yep. So we're going to be loading in day of and loading out day the of. The first lap under green will be the first lap. I don't think, oh, I I hope they don't wreck in the turn one. No, well, I mean, you better, that's why you Oh that's boy. why you take these things down, you know, and get your setups correctly. I bet, pe- still, I bet people are going to go into the simulators and those things are popping this oh, week. Oh, absolutely. You know, everybody's going to be running a ton. This and week. even then, that doesn't relate to the real world, and it's going to be interesting to see. I mean, it's here's the thing. It's going to be interesting to see because we're so used to Darlington being run as a night race. We start, you know, late afternoon, the sun's still out. Yep. Except for this past year, which we yeah. started until late at night. But. I understand. I remember I was there. But, yeah, we were both there. You <laughs> so, weren't there for the whole thing, though. I'm I, disappointed. I'm 
disappointed in myself too. I just should have gone back out and just slept in the car until it started. Instead, I decided to stay there and talk to the fans, which gets some pretty interesting people and stories in there. But any type of NASCAR race. (laughs) So we get to race during the day. Yep. So that's going to be a tale on its own because not only do have we not had racing and we're going there, green racetrack, no practice, no qualifying. We're going to run in the middle of the afternoon, which I heard, I, if I'm not mistaken, I saw somebody talk about that the high temperature for that day is supposed to be like 90 degrees. Okay. So it's going to be warm. It's going to be very warm. The track warm. might be a little slick. And first time, and no laps ran. It's going to yeah. be an interesting thing. I hope it works out well for NASCAR because... And, and what I hope happens, too, is that not one person shows up and runs away with back-to-back wins and then, you know, like maybe a Kyle Busch. And not saying Kyle Busch, I don't want to see him win. I like rooting against the guy. But I, don't want, I want to see different people instead of just wait a day and then have the cars go back out and then the same guys dominate. Mm-hmm. It's going to be interesting to see. It will. But last year's winner at Darlington was Eric Jones and the – Cool stat I brought out. The best average finish of the Darlington Motor Speedway is Denny Hamlin. But the last time this race was ran in the spring, Darlington was ran in the spring in 2004, Jimmy Johnson won that race. Jimmy Johnson hasn't been a factor at Darlington for years. Yeah, that is very true, actually. But this this, Accurate. this might actually work in his favor. Here's my list of drivers to watch out for at Darlington. Kevin Harvick, average finish from the past five races. Again, we're going back to the past five races. 4.8. Denny Hamlin, although his average finish in, is 6.4 in his lifetime of running there. Did I say 6.4? 6.2, I apologize. 6.2. His average finish in the past five races is a 9.4 with a win in 2017. Kyle Busch, average finish of 6. Brad Keselowski, 6.4 with a win in 2018. Joey Logano, an average finish of 8.6. And Martin Truex Jr. with a win in 2016 has an average finish in past five races of 8.6. So those are my guys to watch out for during this weekend. I usually do top five, but I'm going to say those six cars are going to be the ones to watch out for. And half of them are Joe Gibbs cars. Then we have a third of them being a combination of Fords. So Fords look like they're going to be Fords and Toyotas do well there. Do you have a dark horse? I don't. I don't. I mean, I would say Timmy Hill, but racing is completely different than this and he's Absolutely, going, yeah you're right you got to understand we're not going in the same cars anymore it's no 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 it's you're going back to joe gibbs racing and they're going to be up front i feel in penske racing yeah i just you know now I, if I'm, i had to pick a dark horse based on what i saw last year i have no idea who that would be who would be your dark horse in top and picks for this weekend well would you consider matt de benedetto a dark horse though i would say yeah Maybe, I mean, we figured. Yeah. I figured by this time during the year, if it was a normal schedule without this pandemic thing, I figured we could actually see where he's at as far as everything with yeah. that team. But right now, I would still say he's a dark horse. I just, you know, I, I think it'd be easier to come up with a dark horse if we weren't running stage racing because knowing that we're going from 367 laps like we usually do to this Sunday being 293 I mean, gas mileage could have been a factor in there, or you know, even on Wednesday running two hundred what did I say twenty eight laps. If we didn't have stage racing, then maybe you could probably put in a dark horse there because. Yeah, I guess if I had to pick a dark horse, Alex Bowman. Okay, yeah, I that guess was- he could be technically a dark horse, or just somebody that's not there all the time. I guess we could probably clarify that a little bit better because Alex Bowman is there, and then sometimes he's not. I would say Alex Bowman is my dark horse for both races. Okay, for both. Yeah, for both races. I mean, this is 
these are my lookouts for both races, mm-hmm. both on the 17th and the 20th. Now, as far as the 19th for the Xfinity race, I picked five drivers, three of which are junior motorsports drivers, one Stuart Haas driver, and a Joe Gibbs driver. Okay. So I got Justin Allgaier with an average finish of ninth in the past five races. Jace Briscoe, one start, average in finish sixth in that start. Michael Arnett, last five races, average finish is 17th, but I feel like he's coming around more and more with that team and developing more as a driver. Noah Gregson with one start, finished eighth. And Brandon Jones for Joe Gibbs Racing, 12.8 and four starts. Those are my picks for Xfinity. I could get on board with Justin Allgaier because, you know, of course we got to meet him that one time, you know, in Charlotte, and he followed through on his word about following us back on Twitter, which is awesome. Yeah, it was. I could see Justin Allgaier. I think he would have a good weekend, hopefully. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's my lookout for the Xfinity races. It should be fun. I think, And that's going to be run during the week. Yeah, I don't even know why I said weekend just now. I'm so yeah, I, used to, I'm so used to doing it the weekend, but yeah, so we two cups races sandwiched between an Xfinity race. It's going to be fun. Trucks come back in Charlotte yes, in a couple after. weeks, and mm-hmm. it doesn't look like an all-star race is on the docket. No, so no all-star race. We just know that we're going to run Charlotte Sunday, which th- that is the only race so far that is going to have qualifying, which will be day of. Okay. So we'll have Charlotte Sunday, and then I'm – I think it's Xfinity on Monday, Trucks on Tuesday, and then Charlotte. The Cup Series are back in Charlotte on Wednesday again. But I I don't know okay. how many laps they're running on Wednesday. I just know that they're going to stick to the 400 laps for the 600, which the stages are going to be lap 100, 200, 300. And 400. And 400, yep. of course. So that's the only different you know race throughout the whole season is they get four stages, which is cool. Very cool, and I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to seeing what's going to be coming from this whole thing and it's so crazy again and, and this is just one of those things we gotta look at and just take with a grain of salt now about the did you watch the invitational race there at for north wilkesboro i watched a little bit of it i mean i'm kind of one of those people that's kind of like i i don't want to say that i got i don't like to watch the eye racing but like i mean i'm just at this point i was just kind of ready for live racing so i didn't really catch too much of it kind of disappointed myself that i didn't because it's kind of cool to see north wilkesboro out there again, even though it's on the virtual platform. I thought it was a lot of fun. It looked like it was a lot and of fun. And with the increase of that, that iRacing released it, and I bought it. Okay. Did you run it yet? Not yet. Not yet. I'm, I'm scared to. Oh. <laughs> I'm scared to, but it, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be so much fun. I enjoyed it. I gave it an 8.4 for its final thing. NASCAR and iRacing came through. They did what they did. They were big winners from that. The in the interest in sim racing has skyrocketed. Yes, it has. Since then. So much fun, and I encourage everybody, if they're interested in racing a little and they want to do this, do it. iRacing is fun. It can get expensive, and you can put a lot of time and money into it. But if you're like me and you love auto racing, this is the closest you're going to get to driving against the likes of Dale Earnhardt Jr. And, yeah, you will. You could race against those guys. Yeah. Not saying I do. No. <laughs> not good enough to race it against those guys. Even in the virtual world? No, they'll school me. On some tracks, I'm, I could school them, I feel. On every other track. And that's like two tracks out of the... A lot of them. A lot of them <laughs> that I have. But what would you rate the race at? I mean, did you you didn't even watch it enough to rate it, did no, you? No, I just I caught glimpses. Like I said, I, I feel disappointed in not watching it, but I was just kind of like, uh, you know, it's... I'm ready for live racing. I felt bad. As everybody is, but I enjoyed it. I thought it was a lot of fun. 
did a great job again on everything. Now we're just ready to go into it. But you have anything else for the world of NASCAR? Uh, the world of NASCAR? No. Well, not necessarily, but I would like to give a shout-out. Okay. So you did see, I don't know if you saw, I, I shared it on my Facebook page, but the number 77 Spire Motorsports car is running a special paint scheme this week. They have the Greenville Swamp Rabbits, which is a pro team in the ECHL, is going to be on the car. And I thought it was pretty neat. You know, my buddy was telling me about it. He told me after it was made public, I said, that's really cool. I'll be sure to shout that on the show. That's pretty cool. So they have a special paint scheme on the car. The logo's on the car and everything. And they're paying tribute to healthcare workers. So, you know, the Greenville logo is going to have like one of those uh, medical masks on it or whatever on the car. So they're paying tribute to hospital workers, which I thought was pretty cool. So he, my buddy, he works for the uh, the Swamp Rabbits. He's equipment manager. So I told him we give him a shout out. So Sean Thorns. That's really cool. But if you got nothing else, I want to hit into our movie review. I'm sure you haven't seen it, but our first ever in the Marvels movie review. Cool. Our first movie review. So my uncle shot me this text and he said, this is a great documentary. You need to check it out. Mm hmm. It's called Rapid Response, and on the cover, it has an open-wheel car, an Indy car, sitting there with safety crews coming up to it. Rapid Response. And I'm looking at the, I looked at the cover and went, okay, I'll check it out. Amazing documentary. It's on Amazon Prime. You can see it on Amazon Prime. Okay. So if you have Amazon Prime, make sure to go check this out. Okay. The main person in this is named Dr. Stephen Olvey. The documentary starts off with the race in which Alex Zanardi lost his legs. Oh, wow. In this crash. So they show the crash, and then they go back to Dr. Olvey talking about how he grew up in Indianapolis and went to the race a few times with his dad and brother. And one of his favorite driver was killed in a wreck there. It was like in the 60s, early 60s. And if you were to look at those cars, you wonder how everybody who wrecked didn't die because they were just kind of bucket seats and... If you can picture an old indie car in your head, you can clearly see what I'm talking about. It is just these guys aren't safe at all. No. With guardrails around the racetrack and trees close to the infield where a driver could just crash into it. So his favorite driver died, He and he was very upset about that, but then he would make and have another favorite driver, and he would die. And so he could not keep a driver. This sounds really dark right now. It's a really kind of it's dark documentary in the sense that it deals with the real reality of auto racing okay. in which every time a driver gets into, whether it be a stock car, indie car, Formula One, dirt track, any type of auto racing that, yeah, there's that inherent danger. You're going fast. We all, they, we all know. And everybody all, knows the risks. And everybody knows the risk. So then he, Dr. Olvey grew up, graduated high school, and he said, I want to be a race car driver. And his dad talked him, in, talked him into medical school. So he goes into medical school. And goes through all that. Then he had the chance to work at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. Cool. Okay, so he's starting to work there, and he starts developing this rapport with drivers. And he gets with IndyCar and says, "Hey, we need an all a full time doctor at every track at every, at, at the track. Okay, one that preferably go with you guys because at the time it wasn't as organized as it is now, where you know you'd have volunteers there from the fire department and stuff, and they wouldn't know really what to do." Yeah, right. So Dr. Olvey started working on 
all these accidents and going with them. And eventually they pegged him and said, you're coming with us everywhere. But at first, the, the big fear was fire and gasoline. And if you pretty much put gasoline in the car and it punctures a fuel tank, it's a bomb. It's going to explode. Yeah. So that was one of the big fears. The second, after, after they evolved from that, the big injury was lower extremities, feet, and leg injuries. That is a very scary thing to think about. Especially with open-wheel cars. This is an open-wheel car-focused documentary, yeah. by the way. So that's when Dr. Terry Trimmel came on board, who's an orthopedic surgeon. And he would work on these guys. He would, uh, his first year in, at the hospital there in Indianapolis, uh, Methodist Hospital, he was going to work on the car, work on the drivers that came in. And sure enough, he would fix drivers up and, you know, at one point try to, that they would say, hey, we need to amputate. He would fix them up. And yeah, the drivers would walk with a limp or whatever, but they could still drive. So it went from gasoline to lower extremity, extremity injuries. And then we started getting in later on and then it started becoming safer for that. But then concussions and head injuries became a big deal. And IndyCar was the first major auto racing sanctioned body to do impact test. So what they would do is gather a baseline of these impact tests, a simple little computer-based test where it says, hey, click from 25 to 1 on the screen, and you can click 25 to 1. And then you have a baseline, and then after an accident, if you can't meet that baseline, you've had a concussion, we got to deal with that. Okay. And just seeing the progression through the 70s and into the 80s and into the 90s, you saw them develop the safety workers come up. And these safety workers would come up and one... And they'd all have, depending on where you sat, had a specific job. So you have the team leader who's the driver, and then the paramedic, EMT, would be in the front, and the firefighters in the back putting out, putting water and dousing whatever needs to be done and developing all this stuff. And it was so interesting to watch, and you got to watch it. It's about an hour and 45-minute documentary, but well worth it. And then, you know, he talked about how the development of the Hans device came out. That's a big one. But see, what blew me away was... NASCAR was so late to come up with that, and IndyCar already figured it out. Because mm. there was this one in particular crash where the car flipped over the wall. Guy didn't have a mark on his body, but just the force of him flipping forward and his body being bolted out but held down by seatbelts, his head and helmet went up, and he died instantly mm. before he even hit the ground. And he didn't have a mark on him, but he had a base or skull fracture. Right. And and they would ga- IndyCar would gather da- data and go long into this and see trends and say, we got to fix this part of the car because this keeps happening. And then with the use of computer simulations, it got better and better and better. And it was just a really great documentary. I mean, five stars, hands down five stars. It was a really, sounds like I need to check this out. You really need to check it out. And I, I encourage everybody out there to check it out too, because it's a really good documentary. And that was our first movie review here at in the marbles. And I was very Happy about that. I, it was really cool. And I'll definitely watch it again because I'm sure I could catch more from it. Even my wife was looking at that and it's like, geez, how do these people live through this? And it's crazy. It's, it was it good. It's very crazy to even think about that when you, I guess, the, the changes that you've seen, you know, when we're, even in NASCAR coming from decades ago to now, just to, to see the changes in everything, safety and whatnot. But to see these crashes that happened back in the day and to know that some people lived through them. Holy cow. Yeah. You know, like I just, it's, it's amazing. I'm definitely going to check it out. I mean, after you just describing it like that, I gotta, I gotta see this. But then there was this one part where they'll get with the driver's association 
it might be another documentary I saw, and pretty much say the doctors would say, "Hey, we will tell you if you have a concern with us, tell us, and we'll go to Cart or IndyCar and try to fix this and stuff." And if you guys don't feel safe, don't do it. And there was this one race in Texas where this guy wrecked, and he, they came to the car, asked him if he was okay. He's like, "I'm fine. I don't know what happened, but nothing broke on the car." Then they would. Few minutes later, their practice resumes and there another accident. I don't know what happened," said the driver. And they came to find out that they were looking at the data that the G force mm-hmm. exerted onto the driver in that corner, going two hundred and thirty miles an hour, were causing them to go into G lock, and they were blacking out. Oh! And so right away they wow. said, uh, "This isn't safe. We're not doing this." Which of course made a lot of fans mad. That would be the equivalent of going to Bristol. Drivers blacking out and everybody in NASCAR saying, we're not racing right now. We don't know what's going on. Ooh, yeah, that would be a pretty big blow. And, of course, the fans are, why can't, you know, these guys are supposed to be, this is their job. But they caught that fast and they stopped what could have been because they, if they feel if they can prevent an accident or prevent an injury, that's great. But if they were to say, yeah, let's go on, even though they know the dangers, other than the obvious dangers of auto racing and something happened, the doctors couldn't live with themselves. Really good. Really good. Like I said, five stars. Five lug nuts. Five lug, five lug nuts. <laughs> I like that. That's pretty good. So that's that's my recommendation for this week. If you want to view a movie, I'm definitely gonna have to check it out. Check it out, man. It's great. Rapid response. Rapid response on Amazon Prime. Okay, on Amazon Prime. I'll be sure to remember that. So you might have to text that to me later. So I, I don't forget. I surely will. It's a it's a great great documentary. But that five lug nuts for that. That's my our first movie review. Go ahead, check out Rapid Response, and we'll get into our final thoughts here. One lap to go. One lap right here. So we got racing this weekend, finally. I'm excited about it. It's going to be a lot of fun. Can't wait for it. You got anything else before we uh, call it the day there, Preston? I've got nothing else. Real quick, who do you, who's your pick to win? Sunday. Sunday. Ooh. Sun, we'll say Sunday, Tuesday, Wednesday. So cup, two cups and Xfinity pick. Okay. Uh, Sunday, ooh, during the day, I'm going to go Kevin Harvick. Only because it's an afternoon race. Solid pick. For the Xfinity race, I'm going to pull, like I said earlier, I think Justin Allgaier has a good run. I pull for him to win. Okay. Wednesday night, though, since we're going to be running under the lights at Darlington, I want to say, you know, the guys will have a better feel after having a race under their belts. I'm going to go William Byron. That's who I'm going with because, I mean, he ran pretty well last time under the lights at Darlington. Okay. I, I think maybe Hendrick Motorsports gets done then. I won't, I'm not going to say that Hendrick Motorsports is going to have a great run overall. I'm just maybe William Byron and, and heck, I don't, yeah, William Byron. I'll go William Byron. I, okay. wouldn't even, I wouldn't even put out there anybody else I think it would. I'm just going to go straight up William Byron. That's it. Okay. My picks, Hamlin, Chase Briscoe, Kozlowski. Okay. Those are solid picks. So those the Hamlin are, one is a pretty good solid pick. Too. Hamlin's always a solid pick. Don't, oh, absolutely. It'd be, it behooves you to bet on him if you're a betting person. And before we go... We want to say we, we just checked out our Fantasy League yes. in, the, in the Marbles 2.0. Still going on. Still a $100 Amazon gift card up for grab. I can't make any changes to it right now. Yeah, there's. I don't know why they haven't put that out yet. I mean, we know that there's a race coming up on Sunday. Well, it's Monday. Okay, maybe it's just early in the week. It's early in the week. Let's wait until Thursday stuff. But make sure to keep an eye out for that and stay in the hunt for that because as of right now, SMR R&D is in the lead. Beamer on a Beamer is second. I'm third. SMR Operations fourth. That's me. Well, 
Get with it there, Preston. I'm in fourth. White Knuckle 90 is fifth. 43 and Me is sixth. Wiregrass Racing is seventh. S Blades is eighth. BK Racing 57 is ninth. Jawafla Klafa. Oh, Jay Waka Flocka. Jay Waka Flocka. It's 10th. I guess you knew who that was. I do. And Crunchy Enterprises. Yeah, know who that is. Is 11th. Crunchy Enterprises needs to step it up here. Well, I think he just joined not too long ago, so that probably he, he probably joined and raced one race, and yeah, that's right. But we only have eleven. Your chances are good if you you can still join. I yeah, mean, you can absolutely still join. Make sure you do. It's like I said. It's in, go to NASCAR.com. It's the league in the marbles 2.0, free to join, and let's see what we got here. Yeah. So you have anything else before we call it a show, there, Preston? I'm glad you're back. I'm I'm hoping the stress test goes well. Let us know. What it is, and then next week, we'll probably have to do the show Thursday or Wednesday afternoon during the cup race. And Well, the cup race won't be till at night, so we get to preview it. We'll get right to preview it. the cup race, or maybe we'll just do the show Thursday if the timing works out for us. Hopefully. Hopefully. It's I don't think a- it will next week. Yeah, we could do the show next week. We'll get into that. We'll talk about more about that. But if you have, if you don't have anything else, Preston, I think that's about time to wrap it up here. Thank you so much for listening to this week in the Marbles. Make sure to follow us on all social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram for the latest updates in the world of auto racing. We hope you enjoyed this week's episode. For Preston Lude, I am Matt Beamer. Thank you so much for listening. Stay safe out there and have a good rest of the week. With the new Chevy Silverado, you might be driving in this. But with the Silverado's redesigned interior and large infotainment screens, it'll feel more like this. Introducing the new 2022 Chevy Silverado. Find new upgrades. Find new roads. Chevrolet.